anything sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Liquor, or welcome to Kitty Liquor if you're new here. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and this is episode 51. <sighs> so, okay, when you have a wardrobe like me, completely made up of sugar thrills, which is sort of like a Candyland Barbie baby doll theme, <laughs> it's really difficult to try to choose what to put on for your Easter podcast. And this is what I chose. <laughs> I actually changed my outfit like 15 times. So typically when I'm wearing my hair up, I'll do like a mock neck or like something higher on the neck. But this time I kind of went in between. But this sweater, you guys, is such a dream. And I'm really excited because I can actually wear this out. Like in real life, most of my sugar thrills, I cannot. So that's a plus. I also went way overboard with jewelry initially. And then like I have this exact strawberry in a necklace version and it was just too much. So I just did many strawberries and cherries, but it's very springy. It's very Eastery and pastel. And uh, this is what I wore. So if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you check it out on YouTube so you can see what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> um, guess what? <laughs> I thought ahead and planned ahead and I bought an Easter bunny to keep with the Easter theme. I also bought myself a parsnip peat chocolate bunny. And you know what? I chose the derpiest bunny I could find. You know when you buy like chocolate or candy characters and the faces are painted really, really terribly? This is an example of that. Parsnip Pete is looking in two different directions. Hey? got a lazy eye. Which one it is? I don't know. <laughs> and then of course I got some peeps, which is going to be part of my concoctail this episode. They had all kinds of peeps, colors of peeps, they had bunny peeps. I bought the traditional yellow peeps. I'm going to try to make a Easter themed concoctail. I don't know what I'm doing. I kind of went online to see if I could find a recipe, but all of them just look like regular cocktails with like a bunny stuck on the side. So I'm gonna try a layered beverage and it's gonna be boozy, but it's gonna be good. I don't know what it's called yet, but this is what I'm thinking. Okay, I already had a bit of this cause I had some cheese smokies before this and I got thirsty. So this is just a Gatorade Zero in the color blue. And then this is a vitamin water in like kind of a lovely pink color. Now I've got for booze, I've got the Dixon's Distillery Wicked Raspberry Gin. Okay. Which will mix well. It's like identical in color to this. Then I've got this green mango, I mean, melon liqueur. All right. And then I've just got straight rum. So somehow I'm going to mix all these together into a cocktail and it's going to probably taste great no matter what I do. I'm thinking though that I want to layer it. Now, typically in a layering glass, like you want a tall glass if you're going to layer, but let me just drink the water out of the bottom of this here. Okay. Cause we don't want to water down our drink. Oh shit. You know what? 
I want to rim the glass with these sprinkles. And I think I got I got to get the ice out of it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to first squirt some lime juice onto this plate here. First dump the ice out. <laughs> okay. Just so that I can rim this glass. And I think this lime juice I'm going to throw back into the cocktail so I don't waste it. Okay. How am I going to do this? We'll figure it out. Okay, so we got that saturating. <laughs> now I have to figure out how I'm going to put the, where I'm going to put these, because this is already wet. I'm going to take this out, dump the lime juice onto the ice. Hopefully that stays wet. Dry this off with my napkin. Now I'm going to add these to the plate. Can you see what I'm doing? I think it's enough. And then I'm actually not out of breath. I don't know why I'm doing that. Let's see if these are just. Oh my god. That didn't work. Should have gone with the sugar. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'm just gonna leave those there. And it's something. It's not that bad. There are some on there. Now I'm going to add the ice and the lime back in without knocking all of the little yellow glitters off. I mean, sprinkles. Okay, so there's that. Now, um, rule of thumb, sugary first. Sugar is going to sink. So I'm going to add first some rum, like one ounce of rum, maybe three quarters of an ounce of rum. Then some of this, some gin. Now I don't know what it's called, like when you mix different alcohols in a drink, that's normal, right? Gin and rum. Oh my God, it's already full. God damn it. <laughs> it's half full. Okay, anyway, let's do some of this pink Gatorade for the bottom. Ready? Once again, I have no straw, frick. It's all right, I can use this little umbrella to mix it around. Because I do want the pink to be on the bottom. Now, I am going to attempt to... I have a straw, duh. To put the blue liquid on the top. And maybe some of that melon liqueur. Okay, I'm gonna pour this on the back of a spoon because that's gonna keep it from sinking down too. making a mess. And that did not work. That sunk right down to the bottom. <laughs> now I have an ugly ass cocktail. What? What? It traded. 
Look what happened! The blue sunk down to the bottom and the pink is now at the top. I guess the Gatorade Zero... I guess that's just... Okay, I'm not going to use the melon. I'm just going to use what I have in there. And see how this turns out. Oh my god, I was like, am I recording? Ah. Last but not least, the ultimate Easter cocktail accessory. A little peeps. And because this is a little chick, and I know that chicks don't necessarily float on water like ducklings, um, that's what we're going to do. I mean, a peep could be a duckling too, right? No, it says 10 chicks. God damn it. All right. Oh, wow. See, this is the derpiest of them all right here. Look at that little, little guy. This guy... This is the winner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Doesn't smell like anything. <laughs> I love it. I love the little peeps on the top. He's just nestled in there. Just imagine the ice cubes are his little eggs. <laughs> As I drip water all over my phone, microphone. Alrighty. When was the last time you ate a large size chocolate bunny? For me, I think I was in grade five or six, my dad picked me up from school and surprised me with a chocolate bunny, but it was a white chocolate bunny. And I'll never forget it. It was very, like, sticks in my mind. Um, I used to wake up in the morning to what the Easter bunny had left, me, my brother, my sister, and always like an Easter basket with eggs. And then that morning we would have a nice breakfast and decorate eggs. We do like the shrink wrap and um, lots of fun Easter memories. Okay, so this cocktail, though it didn't really aesthetically turn out exactly the way I planned, it still looks pretty Eastery. Wait, our chick needs an umbrella. Where did I put that one? So orange. I think orange would work well. Or multi. Let's do multicolored. Let's see how this looks. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> Making sure my mic is working. Also, my hair. I know my buns are not perfectly even. But I don't care. Do you think bunny ears are perfectly even? No, probably not. Okay, this umbrella. Oh, Two of the little sprigs that keep it up <laughs> got knocked off, but I think I'm gonna like stab him with this. He's just sitting on the water having a good old time. Here we go. Ooh wee. That's a lot of Mm. 
refreshing. Too much lime juice, <laughs> but I actually don't mind that. Um, I'm gonna take this out so that I can actually drink my cocktail without stabbing myself in the eye. <laughs> like last time when I was opening that can of ginger beer, I almost stabbed myself. Ah. All right, now I can get rid of this. All right, you guys, it is Good Friday, which means that it is Easter weekend. No work today and no work on Monday, depending on what your job is, of course. Um, for me, I work seven days a week because <laughs> I don't really have a nine to five. Um, but it's all right because I love my job. Uh, do you celebrate Easter? Is Easter just a holiday that passes you by and you don't really do anything about it? I am a holiday, I'm a holodolic. I'm a holidayaholic, meaning I love the holidays so much so that I take every opportunity to make them special, memorable, you know, all that jazz. I had wonderful Easter's growing up. My cousins and my brother and my sister, and we'd all go to my Oma and Opa's house to hunt for Easter eggs. Uh, and I believe, I mean, it kind of switched around. It wasn't always my Oma and Opa's house. It was maybe sometimes my aunt's house. But I do remember one year, because I grew up in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, there was some sort of community Easter egg hunt that I went on. That was super fun. It was in the coolies. So if you've ever been to Lethbridge, there's like the Old Man River that goes through. There's the world's tallest train bridge. And then there's the coolies, which are essentially hills. And sometimes there's like hoodoos and stuff like that. But there's this kind of valley, this Old Man River Valley um, that has some nice parks and things like that. So I went for this Easter egg hunt with all these other kids I didn't know. And I think my... I'm sure my brother and my sister were there, but maybe my cousins too, I can't remember. But I that stands out in my mind. I remember being in the windy coolies looking for eggs and then um, being with kids that I didn't really know, which was sort of a strange, <laughs> strange that I like, that sticks out in my mind. But And then of course, growing up, just another excuse for my whole family to get together and dinner and, and um, it is a religious holiday. So at the time, um, my grandparents were going to church the odd time and some of my family members. So it was, you know, it was kind of like a time to celebrate. But as you become an adult <laughs> and you kind of just, you know, Easter comes around and you're not waking up to goodies on the dining table anymore, then you got to create your own fun. So for me, I just eat lots of sugar, <laughs> um, create Easter themed cocktails, go for a nice dinner. Uh, and celebrate that way. And th I think this year, because I'm filming this before Easter, um, my family's not really doing anything. <laughs> We're just doing our own thing, so, which is actually good because we have friends coming from out of town, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so it still will be a happy Easter. Um, I'm hoping that it warms up around here because it has been extremely cold. Uh, I don't know, like minus one in like, a high of minus one Celsius, that's that's cold. And then there's this constant wind. Feels like I'm back in Lethbridge again. Any last words? Yeah, 
I can do that for you. He's had to chew them at least nine times. Twenty-seven. That's a peep's dream. <laughs> Every peep's dream is to be chewed numerous times. You know, if you just swallow a peep, it hasn't fulfilled its legacy. I'm such a weirdo, I know. Okay, so my week, um, coldness, uh, bikinis <laughs> rolling in. I also purchased a brand new 10 foot by 20 foot greenhouse. Woo, I'm so excited, I cannot explain to you. Okay, so because I live on a big property, I'm kind of like in a bit of a wildlife corridor. Having any type of thing growing 20 feet or more away from my house gets eaten up by everything and anything. Uh, not only bears, but the deer go hog wild. I haven't really officially built an, a garden yet just because of the amount of work it will take to build a proper garden to keep these predator predators and ungulates away from my vegetables. Um, it's bad enough I've got some Northwood maple trees and the deer are starting to nibble the buds off of that. Ugh. So I'm like, what the frick? I know I've heard many tricks as to how to like keep deer out of your garden. It's, it's like, I've heard mothballs work. I've heard like spraying mint oil, which apparently uh, does work quite well. And I did try and it did work at the time. What the frick? I swear to God. So I have like little tiny dry bumps since I got back from Mexico. And I think it's just from getting a tan and my skin is like, nope. But I wonder if it's also my allergies like that are causing this because it's really strange and I don't like it. It's weird. Anyway, um, so I ordered this greenhouse. I'm getting the foundation prepped right now. So it's really going to be something else. Now, I don't know if you have a greenhouse, if you've ever attempted at buying a greenhouse, you maybe had one and it got all dilapidated two years later, whatever. This is what I did not want. And it's very difficult to find a greenhouse that's built well, unless you do it yourself. Like with, you build it with timber frame, the plastic winds up getting sun bleached and whatever else. Then I came across, I think it was a TikTok or a, or an Instagram real or something but it was a greenhouse with with like 30 people sitting on top of it sorry maybe 10 people sitting on top of it and I was like wow this is a really strong greenhouse and the company is called um planta greenhouses they're a Canadian company but they also ship to the U.S. and being a Canadian company that means that this thing can withstand some snow so if you know, I live up in the Rocky Mountains and we get 55 feet of snow every, no, not that much, but a lot of snow. Um, so anything you build has to, you have to have that in mind. It's gotta be extra strong. You gotta think about drainage, all that stuff. So um, I thought, oh, interesting. So I did more research. It turns out that these greenhouses, I believe they have a 10 year warranty. They can hold up to six feet of snow or more. Okay, but the design of it is such that it's like a, like a spade kind of like this. It's not rounded and it's not flat, obviously. It's kind of got like this little, maybe I'll show you a picture. But uh, galvanized steel frame, 
a six between, I think it's either six or 10 millimeter polycarbonate panels. Now, the interesting thing is, is that these poly panels are, they block out the bad UV rays. So basically the rays that will burn your plants and they don't discolor and they're like thick and hearty and amazing. The, okay, by the way, this is not sponsored by this company, but because I promote self-sustainability and if you were in the in the market for a greenhouse, check these out because these are unlike any other greenhouses on the market and they look nice. There's a door on either end and then also a little mini like miniature door above the main door so you can have both of them open for airflow without leaving the door open for predators and things to get into. And I think that's pretty much everything. So the one that I ordered is the 10 by 20 Sun Grow. Holy crap, I'm so excited. So the foundation's almost done, which is perfect timing because it's gonna show up here any day. And then I can just start assembling it. Um, I watched a video, uh, these three dudes um, unpack it, assemble it. So I'm gonna need some like neighbor help. If any of you are in the area, come on up, I'll give you a beer. We can put this thing together. But I'm, I'm more interested in growing some tomatoes, some cucumbers, like things that I use the most. Um, building just a couple boxes in there. I don't know, I've got water to it, so it's gonna be incredible and amazing, and I'm so excited. And um, once it's up and finished, then I maybe I'll post a photo when I'm done, if you're interested. Let me know. Um, let me link, I'll link the website. I'll link the website for you so you can just click on it if you're interested. Okay, you're welcome. So I've pretty much already talked about Easter traditions. That was my next topic of discussion, but we're gonna move on. Okay, so I am gonna play some groovy music and um, I'm excited about this song because I just found it today. And typically if I'm finding music the day of filming, like when I'm filming this podcast, I'm kind of in a rush and I'm like, okay, that'll do. And you know, I never play things that I don't actually like, but this one, I think is a good one. <laughs> Called love to live. Then you fight every single round. By Park Lane and Aston Turr.
Okay, there, buddy. Love to Live by Park Lane and Aston Turr. Now, um, that one peep misbehaved. You saw what happened to your brother, right? So anyway, they better stay put. <laughs> I should not be eating any sugar, by the way, because I just started my new paleo, paleo type diet. But it's Easter time. It's kind of like when it's Halloween. It's the one day a year that I really go crazy pretty much make myself sick. I'm kind of like a child <laughs> that gets to have all of their Halloween candy the night of Halloween and eats it all. Almost. I shouldn't say eats it all. I actually would save a lot of it and categorize it. Candies, chocolates, toothbrushes. Um, are you one of those people? <laughs> I actually don't mind. Didn't mind getting toothbrushes as a kid. All right. Um... Today, I figured that, quit your whining. Okay, fine, I'll just put you over here. Freaking marshmallow is so sticky. <laughs> just wipe it on my pants. Okay, so today's facts are going to be, you guessed it, Easter themed. And um, these are 20 festive Easter facts that you probably haven't heard before. So listen. There are things that I know about Easter, but there's a lot more that I don't. So let's just read about them, okay? This is from a website called Good Housekeeping. So this is probably a reliable source of information. Do your own research. <laughs> I've got sugar on the table. I've got freaking I can never remember the name of these. Sprinkles, god damn, what? Okay, some of these are a little bit obvious, but I haven't read them all, so we're gonna be shocked together. Easter baskets have special symbolism. The woven treat containers represent birds' nests and new life, especially when filled with a brim, filled to the brim with eggs, if I could read. Plus, they're a pretty utilitarian way to gather those goodies on your Easter egg hunt. All right, uh, there's a reason you probably eat ham for Easter dinner. Historically, most early Easter celebrants would have eaten lamb for the special occasion since the holiday has its roots in Jewish Passover. But these days, many American Easter dinners now feature ham instead because of the timing of the holiday. Years ago, hams cured over the winter months and would have been ready to serve in early spring. So it was really just what was readily available back in the good old days. Uh, Easter lilies are a relatively new tradition. I actually didn't, I've never associated white lilies with Easter, but... Um, these beautiful blooms first originated in Japan and arrived in England in the late 18th century. The United, <clears throat> the United States only caught on to the trend after World War I. The transition from dormant bulbs to delicate flowers brings to mind hope and rebirth. Two important themes of Easter celebration. I thought that lilies, like white lilies, represented death. But, which would be appropriate for the Friday then because like isn't jesus died on friday but was risen three days later on the monday so i guess it would still yeah okay that makes sense easter eggs have medieval origins think easter egg hunts are strange are a, this might help hold on 
Think Easter egg hunts are a strange tradition? Listen to this medieval game. <laughs> okay, this is for real. Listen to this medieval game children's game. <laughs> I was thinking I was going crazy, but that's what it actually says. A priest would give one of the choir boys a hard-boiled egg, and the boys would pass it amongst themselves until the clock struck midnight, when whoever was holding it got to eat it. That's also worded weird. But anyway, we hope they at least got some salt and pepper to go with it. Oh, there's so many jokes I got here. But I'm going to just keep it classy. <laughs> Easter clothes used to be considered good luck. Old superstition held that if you wore new clothes on Easter, you would have good luck for the rest of the year. I did not know that. In fact, it was so widely believed that upper-class New Yorkers would literally strut their stuff coming out of attending Easter mass at well-heeled midtown churches. This tradition became the basis of the modern and decidedly less illicit Easter parade and Easter bonnet festival in New York. Have you heard of these things? I mean, Easter parade, maybe. Number six, Easter eggs date back way before Easter. There's evidence showing that Easter eggs originated from medieval Europe and Christians may not have actually been the ones to start the tradition or of giving eggs. They're a symbol of fertility and rebirth in many cultures around the world. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna look for interesting ones. There's 20 here and I'm only on number seven. So let me just skim through these. Eggs are dyed to represent the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, at least that might be one of the reasons which stems from early Christian in Mesopotamia. There isn't a concrete reason behind the tradition, but that's one of the theories. They also look pretty. And kids might be more likely to eat a dyed hard-boiled egg than a plain one. That's true. <clears throat> Except for when the dye leaches through your shell onto your egg, and then you have like, then you're eating just straight dye. But it's food coloring, so not such a bad thing. <clears throat> Good Friday is recognized as a holiday in only 12 states. What? I didn't know that. Occurring two days before Easter Sunday, Good Friday uh, commemorates Jesus Christ's crucifixion, but isn't a federal holiday. Only certain states officially observe it, include, including New Jersey, North Carolina, and Tennessee. So I guess some of you that are watching this will not have Friday off. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Here in Canada, and I believe in all of our provinces, Friday and Monday is a holiday. Five straight days, baby. Woo! Number 11, we can thank Germany for the bunny. The idea of the Easter bunny delivering candy and eggs originated in Germany during the Middle Ages, with the first written mention of this tradition dating back to the 16th century. Dutch settlers, 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 in Pennsylvania brought the bunny to the United States in the 1700s, and the rest is delicious history. Didn't the Germans bring us Santa Claus too? Or is that just me? Santa Claus? Is that from Germany as well? Thank you, Germany. Love you lots. <laughs> Easter and Halloween compete for the highest candy sales. So interesting. I, okay, what does this mean? Let me just read this first. The two holidays go head to head for the most candy sales every year. In fact, some years people buy more candy in the week before Easter than the week before Halloween. But that's because Halloween purchases are more spread out over the month leading up to the spooky night. So I would 100% say the candy sales would surpass Easter candy sales. But then again, do they? Americans eat about 1.5 million peeps during Easter. 1,500,003 peeps. 
Beeps. <laughs> I'm not American though, so. Um, that makes these colorful marshmallows the most popular non-chocolate Easter candy. Uh, the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania factory makes impress an impressive 5.5 million a day. And this is what, like, can they get the eyeballs straight? I don't want derpy peeps, okay? <laughs> <clears throat> Try dipping yours in melted chocolate this year for an even tastier treat. No, I like my peeps just plain. In 1953, it took 27 hours to make one peep. <laughs> That's back when they were still new to the world and were handmade with a pastry tube. But don't worry, it now takes just six minutes. To make one? Wait a minute. Thanks to a unique machine called the de Depositor that creates a unique and in instantly recognizable shape. Okay, wait a minute. So it takes six minutes to make a peep, but then that doesn't make sense. Depends on how many factories, I guess, or whatever. More than 1.5 million Cadbury cream eggs are made every day. That's pretty straightforward. Last Easter fact. In the old days, pretzels were associated with Easter. Around 90 million chocolate bunnies are sold for Easter. A surprising 59% of people eat the ears first. I eat the ass first. <laughs> uh, the White House Easter egg roll tradition started in 1878. It said that President Rutherford B. Hayes was taking a walk when children approached him asking about the possible Easter egg roll. He loved the idea and it's been one of the cutest annual White House events ever since. Last Easter fact. In the old days, pretzels were associated with Easter. German pretzels. Why? Because the twists of the salty treat resemble arms crossing in prayer. I didn't know this and I literally crossed my arms. We say it's time to bring back the savory smack to the sweet, savory snack to the sweets-filled holiday because life is all about balance. Pretzels are definitely something to enjoy when you can. Um, I've been to Germany many times and nothing beats a German pretzel. There's actually a German baker. Ow. Okay. That was really unfortunate. Uh, okay, so yesterday, I did a ton of squats and the my right kneecap, like the top part of my right kneecap is so sore from yesterday. And I just whacked it on the table in that one spot. It's only my right kneecap. And I think I was doing some weird like tap squats <laughs> where you squat on one leg, but only tap your front foot forward and then kick it forward. But holy crap, that hurt. Owie, owie, owie. I think I have to take tomorrow off. Today I've like powered through it. But tomorrow is booty workout, which means a ton of squats and I'm not sure if my knee's gonna be able to take it. So I gotta get a hold of my personal trainer and be like, can we do upper body tomorrow again? <laughs> well, now you know a little bit more about Easter. Will it make you enjoy the holiday more? I don't know. But a little knowledge never hurt nobody. I think that I may have mentioned this on a previous podcast, just discussing inconsiderate pedestrians. <laughs> I know we've all been a position in a position and unless you are an inconsiderate pedestrian, but even if you are, this still will bother you. And hopefully like you learned from it. Maybe you don't get bitter from it. Some people might this, have this happen to them and then they just dilly dally across the street. What I'm trying to say is, is you are driving somewhere. You're having a good day, sun's shining, and you see that there's a pedestrian that wants to cross the street. 
So you slow down and you stop. And the pedestrian is taking their sweet ass time. And I don't mean just walking slowly. I mean, dicking around with their friend, showing off almost like they know that they're being watched. They have somebody's full attention. So they're actually using it. <laughs> then there are people that just don't have a clue that are just walking so slow that they mustn't know that there's somebody waiting to get to their appointment and they're already five minutes late. This drives me nuts. So when I cross the street, because somebody has stopped for me, so they gone out of their way, stopped for me, I'm crossing the street, they're waiting, right? And potentially sometimes there are people waiting to turn, the light's about to turn yellow and then red, and they've got a little bit of time left to squeeze through, otherwise they're stuck in the intersection. Like we've all been there. So anyway, so I'm just always conscious that the person that stopped for me might be in a rush somewhere. Maybe they're going to the emergency at the hospital. I don't know, <laughs> but I assume always, right? Not that they have all the time in the day and they might wanna be entertained by the pants that I chose to wear this morning. Hey, check out my outfit. I'm gonna walk extra slow across the street <laughs> because I just wanna let you know that um, I put some extra effort in this morning. I've never laid on the horn, but I have been this close. And in fact, if it was out of town and nobody knew me, I'd love to just scare the shit out of them both with my horn, just like beep. And they're just like, oh, and then they kind of like snap out of it because it's so rude. Okay. It's kind of like, I was just listening to the Bad Friends podcast and they were talking about how when you're at the grocery store with a cart full of like 600 items and the guy behind you has one thing, just let him go in front of you, right? And then one of the guys in the podcast is like, hell no, I'd never let them go in front of me. Like I got places to be, I got things to do. And I get it if you're really in a rush and like you're already sweating because you're late and you need to get somewhere. Letting somebody go ahead of you and who knows, the till breaks down and you make the wrong decision. Very unlikely, but um, I am one of the people that will let the person, even with five items, go ahead because I got a cart like this big. Um, similar, you know, like just consciousness, awareness, just no understanding what's going on around you. But there are some people that live in a total bubble that have no clue about what is going on around them. And that's fine until that person is wasting your time almost intentionally then just then <laughs> you have the right to get pissed off um some some people it doesn't take much like some people even if you're running across the street they're just like god you know because i've hurried i've scurried i've ran um you know never to the point where i'm really putting myself at risk for anyone else unless it's like, like an ambulance or something but um just something to think about. If you're one of those people, what can I say? <laughs> Some people don't even real, realize they're one of those people, but um, yeah, just put a little flame under it, would you? Okay, one thing is when you're making an Easter cocktail and you wanna use peeps as um, a little accessory, they last a long time. They're fl This guy's floating. He's not like disintegrating, melting. Sugar is maybe a little bit, but this guy's just chilling. So you can make, you could pre-make cocktails and then add ice afterward and then just have your little dude sitting there. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Giddy Twisters. I'm acting like there's music, but there's not. So this 
is funny. Okay. Oh, I forgot to mention. Last episode, I brought up, I was going to read some hilarious jokes that were sent to me by one of my fans, um, but I never got to it. I just kind of skipped over Kitty Twisters. I think I just went over time and forgot about it. So because this is the Easter episode, I'm going to be reading those for episode 52, which is even more special because it's my one year anniversary. And um, it's appropriate because this particular person has followed me for quite some time. So, um, and I think you know who you are. If you do, then email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, just because I'd like to know that you know, so I don't have to say your name <laughs> if you don't want me to. Anyway, okay, so these are funny Easter jokes for adults only. These were hard to find. Easter jokes typically are associated with children and like I was finding all these websites, hilarious Easter jokes for the whole family. Kids will love these Easter jokes. I'm like, no, frick, no. I'm twisted. <laughs> I don't want no clean jokes. I want me some dirty jokes. So that's what we got. Dirty-ish. So some of these are going to be in bad taste and some of them I don't necessarily find that funny, but you might. So I'm just going to read them anyway. What did the Easter egg say to the boiling water? It might take me a while to get hard because I just got laid by some chick. <laughs> he got it. Some of these are offensive Jesus jokes and I don't want to offend you Christians out there. So I'm going to just not. Why wouldn't you want to be an Easter egg? Because you only get laid once. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um, okay, it's just one Jesus joke. <laughs> I love Jesus. He's born, I get presents. He dies, I get chocolate. <laughs> I'm combining Easter and April Fool's Day this year. I'm sending the kids out to look for eggs that I haven't hidden. <laughs> oh my God, this reminds me of a story of uh, like hide and go seek. And then uh, you just don't go look for them. <laughs> like you said, the kids, Kay, you got 20 seconds to hide. And then three hours later, they come like crawling out sweating because they were under the covers or something. And it's like, oh yeah, shit, sorry, I forgot to look. <laughs> um, this is funny. <laughs> I saw Arnold Schwarzenegger eating a chocolate egg. So I said to him, I bet I know what your favorite Christian festival is. He said, <laughs> have to love Easter, baby. <laughs> I love that. I'm just reading it in my head. If you don't understand what I said, have to love Easter, baby. Sounds like hasta la vista, baby. So good. <clears throat> Why is Easter? Oh, never mind. Can't read that one. How do you make Easter easier? Replace the T with an I. I'm trying to give up innuendos for Lent, but it's so long and it's gonna be so hard. <laughs> a farmer plays a prank on Easter Sunday. After the egg hunt, he sneaks into the chicken coop and replaces every white egg with a brightly colored one. Minutes later, the rooster walks in. He spots the colored eggs. Then he storms out and beats up the peacock. And that concludes Easter Keisters. <laughs> Easter Kitty Twisters. So one last thing that I'm, I've got time to speak about is 
you know, I was thinking the other day that we, I shouldn't say we all, but like we've got, most of us have a family member, an elderly family member that maybe you don't see as often as you should, or maybe their cognitive um, ability has gone downhill and you're kind of nervous to go see them because you don't know what to expect. I was watching something the other day and it had nothing to do with like seniors or like senior citizens or, or senior homes or anything like that. But it just triggered this in me. And I was like, you will never regret your last visit with somebody. You'll always be thankful that you went to see them, right? Because you don't know when they're, the end of their life will be. But I really highly doubt that the nervousness you feel to go and visit your either one of your grandparents, maybe your parents, you know, going to see, because they don't care. When they're at the end of their life, they're they're elderly, they're alone, potentially, maybe they don't get many visitors. Um, even if they do have visitors or whatever, you know, I think that going to see your one of your grandparents in a home or your parents, like I said, I don't think that you'll regret that last visit ever. You'll be thankful for it. So what I'm trying to say is, it's Easter, it's a holiday. Go and visit your grandparent, your parent, your aunt, your uncle, because you'll, you will never regret it. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Just this thought that I had, you'll only be thankful for that last visit. And even if they are a bit senile and maybe it is scary and maybe for the sake of them and yourself, go and see them. That's just my word of advice for this podcast. Because <laughs> um, I remember the last time that I saw my Oma, it was two weeks before she died. And I didn't know that she was gonna die. It wasn't like she. I, we went to see her in the hospital. We went to just, just go visit her in in her home. And um, she was in assisted living, so she wasn't in full care. She was still able to make her own food and get herself up and do her own thing. Um, and it was just like a fall accident that she had. Like she kind of fell, and then she wound up getting a you know, massive hematoma, whatever it's called, when she just had such a swollen, bruised arm. And then that made her go into the hospital and then things kind of went from there. But because of COVID, nobody could really see her besides, you know, a couple people in the family. So I just remember thinking like, if I hadn't have seen her, because so many of my family members didn't get to see her so soon before she passed. So Sue's, I was just so thankful and I'm just so grateful that that was a decision that I made. And there was actually other parts that like made it all happen where I had somebody in my life saying, just go, like whatever, whatever, just go see Oma. And it wasn't that I didn't want to see her, but you know, your schedule is full and whatever. And, and so I did and it was just, a blessing, a total blessing. So I was thinking the other day, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think that there would be a point where you would regret going to see, because going to see somebody, just that gesture of going to visit, you know, going out of your way, seeing them, sitting with them, talking with them. Um, it's just really important because one day, if you're lucky enough to make it to a ripe old age and you're in a home, you'd want the same thing, wouldn't you? Visitors, family, you want you don't want to be alone in there. So neither do they. Anyway, so just get your ass over there. <laughs> I think that's an indication that I should tear into Parsnip Pete. And I was actually trying to figure out where this is made. And I think it's the US, because this is manufactured by RM Palmer Company in Reading, Pennsylvania. So I'm hoping that 
not just the packaging is made there and then the bunny is made in China <laughs> with some sort of strange ingredient. Okay, parsnip Pete. I should have made the cocktail in his body. Just knocked his head off. <laughs> As I mentioned, I don't start with the ears. I start with the ass. Excellent. <laughs> That's such a dad thing to do. My dad, any chance he ever had to smile with something in his teeth, parsley, just salad, chocolate, you name it. I just have memory after memory of my dad turning around and smiling and saying like, what? <laughs> with chocolate in his teeth or whatever he had in his teeth. My dad is a, a prankster, jokester. This reminds me of a joke, an Easter bunny joke where I'm, I'm gonna botch it. I don't wanna botch it. I'm gonna find it. It's actually really funny. And I kind of have to show you, I can't really tell it. My mom can tell it though. So there's an Easter bunny with his ass bitten off and an Easter bunny with his ears bitten off. And the one with no ass says, my butt hurts. And the Easter bunny without ears says, what? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. I'd show this to you, but I can't seem to find the right one. That's what this reminds me of. If you have a chance to buy Parsnip Pete, I would. This is actually, so this is not your typical waxy, cheap chocolate. It's almost translucent. It's so just waxy and gross. This has a really good melt in your mouth factor. And um, the eyeballs kind of tasted dusty. 25 days of micro bikinis is coming up. And um, let's hope that it, this doesn't go straight to my ass. Actually, let's hope that it does. Imagine if I return this. Mm. I'm gonna have a headache later. That cold water is not gonna help them. <laughs> the chocolate come off my teeth. Well, from Pasture Pete or whatever, Parsnip Pete, and I thank you for watching this Easter episode, episode 51. Next episode is number 52, which means I've done a straight year of podcasting. I survived, I did it, and I'm proud of myself and it's gonna be a celebration. Hopefully I'm prepared enough <laughs> to make it extra special. Um, happy Easter, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Whether you're celebrating it or not, that you have a wonderful long weekend. And um, don't forget to like this video, please. That would really help me out. And subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Uh, that way you can keep track of all of my podcasts. Also, I'm on Spotify and every other podcast platform. If you are on a road trip and you just wanna to listen to me, and um, I do bikini hauls, ladies wear hauls, all sorts of fun stuff. So all the more reason to subscribe. And I've got a free OnlyFans. I've also got a Patreon. Down below in the description box, you will find the recipe for the cocktail that I made. Oh, we didn't name it. Tipsy Peeps. There you go. Tipsy Peeps. Uh, that recipe will be down below in the description box. And 
I'll also link the greenhouse website, just in case you're interested. And um, yes, that's everything. Um, I used Dixon's Distilleries Wicked Raspberry Gin, which was sent to me for free. So thank you very much to that company. And anyway, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I'll see you in my next video.